Our next guest on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline has one of his own. It's the Dairy Bros Guardians cast. He's also a voice that you hear periodically here at 92 Through the Fan. Our good friend, Matt Dairy, joins the show. Matt, what's going on, my man? Spence, what's happening, brother? Not much, man. Always good to catch up with you. I, I, I really appreciate this, this time tonight. And I, I guess I'll just start by asking, do you have any hope left that the Guardians can catch the Twins in this division and sneak into the playoffs? No, man, it's over. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Tigers series felt like it was like the kill shot. Like, that really felt like the end this weekend. Well, I mean, I I saw it coming. They can't score. And while the young pitchers are going to be really good, and I think it's exciting yeah. to think about, a, you know, a future rotation next year with McKenzie. I don't think Bieber will be there, but let's say he is. But those two guys with Williams, Allen, and Bybee, I mean, I think it's going to be good. I, I really like Xavier Curry, too. So they're not the, – the, the issue isn't starting pitching, and it hasn't been. And those kids have come up here and done a great job. They've got no support. Uh, you know, you never know who the shortstop is every day. And I, I, you know, I prefer that they're at least trying these guys out as opposed to Ahmed Rosario who's going yeah. to be gone anyway. But – Bottom line is they can't score runs. I mean, to sit here on August, whatever, 21st, 22nd, and talk about a team that hasn't even hit its 90th home run yet as a team, and Otani's got half that number, it's embarrassing. (laughs) That is wild. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I I get it, all right? The national media is talking about the Yankees and the Mets and the the Angels and the Cardinals and how bad they are, and I mentioned that on, on the podcast today. But bottom line is the Guardians have been a major disappointment. And I know it's Brown season, and I know at the fan what we talk about mostly, but this is this has been a downer, man. So uh, you mentioned, you know, Ahmed Rosario, who's part of the trade deadline deals. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, Matt, like I was of the camp, listen, it, it may go south, but I say you trade these guys, the deadline, including Savali. I didn't necessarily expect them to trade Josh Bell. I thought they were just kind of locked into that contract because it was two years. They were paying him. I was like, ah, he's probably still going to be here, and they're kind of just stuck with it. Um, but I, I kind of said I'm okay with it because you've missed out on maximizing on some of your trade assets and in, in, in recent opportunities, both last offseason, last year's deadline, and otherwise. But I, I didn't expect necessarily the aftermath or the impact that we've seen within the clubhouse, I think, because the fact that Antonetti and Chernoff had to fly out to Houston and kind of talk to the guys about what they were doing and maybe explain why it wasn't a waving of the white flag, quote-unquote, do you worry at all that there's been this now, I guess, problem that's emerged in the locker room because of what they did at the deadline and that that could maybe linger even in the next season maybe? Well, I mean, I'm not in the clubhouse. I'm not a reporter. But I'll, but I'll say this. The, Chris and, 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 and Mike did the right thing in going down there and yeah. talking to the players face-to-face. But, like – they're down in Houston, okay? Houston is Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Jose Abreu, uh, Chaz McCormick. We don't have that. <laughs> like, the bottom line is these other teams have better players. This is a roster that, unfortunately, has players that have regressed, like Quan, like him. At, Stephen Quan's going to be fine, and I think so is Andre Semenez. But Andre Semenez is a bad year. Jose Ramirez, our hero, we love him. He's awesome. Not at a good year. Like, like even even for Jose's standards, he's regressed. So, so they're going down to Houston, and everybody's like, "Well, maybe there's a problem with the clubhouse." Yeah, 
maybe guys were bummed out that their friends got traded. Like, like you know, you mentioned Savali might have been sort of a white flag move, but they had to replenish and get a, a bat like Kyle Manzardo because they, Chris and Mike, haven't provided that for this organization. It's a lot of, you know, I think you and I were texting. I mean, this team is awesome at two things developing starting pitchers and developing utility players <laughs> because that's what all these guys are. Like none of these guys have stepped up to be the guy. Jimenez did last year. Quan did last year. But other than that, you know, is Arias a utility guy or a regular? We don't know. Is Freeman? We don't know. Is Rocchio? We don't know. Is Brennan? We don't know. Is Gonzalez? Not right now. So none of these guys are the guy. And I know there are a lot of them are young, but, you know, they're finding out in Washington that a guy like Stone Garrett is going to be a player. Finding out this year, right now, Torkelson sitting the cover off the ball in Detroit. We don't have any of those guys. They're all, you know, slap hitters that aren't hitting home runs, and their OPSs are all below 700. That's not going to fly. Matt Derry joining us on the show, at Derry Speaks on Twitter. Uh, you, you rattled off a bunch of the names there, and I kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show, just how... I, you know, I look at this this lineup, and I, I wonder how many everyday guys that there currently are on this team that are going to be part of the the future plans of this group. When you look at this group, how many for sure everyday players do they have, and then where are the areas that you feel like there's still questions that they're going to have to address maybe that aren't currently on the roster? And I, I mean that in saying maybe there's a guy that they're going to have to go get in free agency because the, the, the shortstop situation just ain't working with the three different guys that they're kind of trying out of that position. So where do you see sort of the holes that don't need to be addressed, and, and where do you think that there's guys who are going to be here long-term? Well, I mean, I think Bo Naylor is going to be here long-term. I mean, he yeah. looks the part, and I know he's had some bad at-bats, and he's struck out a ton for him. But, my gosh, I mean, he's had to handle the pitching staff. They've rushed him up here. Not rushed him per se, but now he's the guy after all these other veteran catchers, including Mike Zanino, were a complete disaster. So I like Bo Nadler. I have no issue with him. Uh, Quan obviously, is, is a keeper. He hasn't had a great year, but, I mean, come on, sophomore year, sometimes this happens. Andres Jimenez, I know there's this theory going around with some of the writers that they're going to move Jimenez to short. They're moving Jimenez to short. Why isn't he playing short now? That makes no sense. Yeah. But – if they do, okay, great. Who's playing second? So, like, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. I like Rokio. <laughs> I like what I like what I'm seeing, Spencer from Rokio. I do, but again, he's not as good defensively as Arias is. But Arias can't hit. Arias, I mean, I yeah. I can't remember a time where a right-handed hitter. Can we turn the? Good. Can we morph them into one player and put them together? I know it'd be it's crazy, <laughs> and so. This, you know, center field's a major problem, and Miles Straw's got three more years left on his contract. Now, you know, awesome defender, you know, good guy, but, like, he cannot hit. You can't have all these guys that can't hit. <laughs> Someone has to hit. I mean, Jose will turn it around. We know that. He's a lock. He's just not having a great Jose year. Josh Naylor, that injury killed this offense. He and Manzardo will split for his base in DH next year. But right field, no idea. Center field, no idea. Like, I like Will Brennan. He seems like a good kid and has hit some has had some clutch hits this year. But is he an everyday guy? I don't know. So that's that's where the the problems lie right now. I think the pitching's gonna be fine. I know the bullpen is not at a great year. I think it'll bounce back next year. I do. I think Class A got uh thrown off by the pitch clock. 
Yeah. I, I, and, and I think that, you know, Stefan's getting there. He's been better lately. Um, and I think some of these guys that they figure out are not starters. They'll move to the pen. Maybe Curry, who knows? Maybe Quantrill becomes a reliever next year. But it starts with the offense, man. You can't – you can't. we can't be sitting here a year from now going, man, we're dead last in homers again. Like, you've got to have power. You can't rely on single, 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 double to get your run. Someone's got to put the ball over the fence. You mentioned Miles Straw, which has been at the forefront, I guess, of a lot of the Tito criticism this year, which has been fair. I, I would say this is easily his, his worst managerial year in Cleveland. You don't think, though, that – that should mean they don't retain him going into next year. Because we know how Twitter is. People overreact. People are ready to move on from him. I'm just saying it seems a little premature that after one bad year, one of the best managers in all of baseball, we're just ready to throw him in the trash. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, part of it is roster construction. Right. Uh, it's been very bizarre from the beginning of the year. When your playoff hero, Oscar Gonzalez, didn't even start opening day. That told you something. Now, if that was a Tito move, a front office move, I don't know. This carrying of three catchers all year has been bizarre. Um, yeah. You know, the Valoria thing made no sense. Freeman never plays. Is that the front office or is that Tito? No idea about Tyler Freeman, and they haven't found out. And it's still August, and I still don't know. But he's not done a great job. Like you said, the straw stuff makes no sense. Why he's played every day. Why Rosario played Every single day, that's on the manager. Straw never being pinch hit for makes no sense. Made no sense. Still doesn't. Even over the weekend, Straw came up a couple times late in the game. Would have rather seen somebody else up there. Uh, with that being said, it's all up to Tito and what he wants to do. And I said this on the podcast today, Spencer. I believe the last game of the year when they're in Detroit, I don't know what the date is, September 30th or whatever, I hope one of the reporters at Comerica Park asks him, are you coming back next year? Because if he hems and haws, maybe he doesn't think a lot of this mm. young talent is that good. Now, if he says, oh, yeah, I'm back, then you know he's healthy and he believes that this is just a bad year and they'll turn it back around in this division. I'd be very interested in seeing what his response would be um, when the season ends. But I don't. the organization's not getting rid of him. I mean, yeah. he's still a Hall of Famer. He's, he's still really good. Yeah, I don't think we have a Tony a Tony Larusa situation yet on our hands no, in terms of the manager. No. So, but that no, you're you're right though. I, asking that question at the end of the year will be massive just to kind of read Tito's you know posture and his response to that and, and kind of where his head's at with it all. So I, I, that's something I can't I certainly can't wait for. We've heard about this mysterious innings limit for the young arms, but we don't actually know like what the number is that they're supposed to hit before they I guess slow them down or just shut them down. I don't expect you to know what the number is either, but what do you think that looks like? Like, is it just you shut those guys down for the rest of the year and then we're getting openers for the rest of the season? They may they may have to. It just depends on how the guys feel. You yeah. know, you, you do want to control it. I mean, yesterday Logan Allen looked good, but he was at 97 pitches in a tight game. And then, of course, De Los Santos came in and, and struggled. But, you know, I think eventually they want to bring Cal Quantrill back and let him take one of those spots. Curry can still pitch. He hasn't pitched a ton. But those other three, you're right. Eventually you're going to probably have to shut them down. And I don't know then who would pitch. I mean, why bring McKenzie and Bieber back now? That would be yeah, stupid no in my opinion. But Quantrill will pitch. I guess as Gaddis would pitch and come back up. Um, and then, like you said, openers and, you know, guys that have been DFA'd and, you just have to fill it out. It's, it's sad that we're at this point because 
division's been so there for the taking for all these teams, and it's 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 been miserable. But those young kids, Williams, Bybee, and Allen, look awesome. Like that's that's something the front office can hang their hat on in a bad year. Is that they found out those three kids can do it. But on the position side, that's another story. All right, we have one final thing to get you out of here, Matt. Uh, Manny Ramirez obviously honored over the weekend, inducted into the Guardians Hall of Fame. I was talking about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. He's in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. He's in the Guardians Hall of Fame. He should be in Cooperstown, right, at this point? Yeah, man, he's one of the best pure right-handed hitters you'll ever see. I mean, I know that there was the whole Manny being Manny thing, and the weirdness at the end with the Dodgers and stuff, and but bottom line is this guy drove in 165 runs in a yeah. season. Uh was just, you know, so difficult to get out and sprayed the ball over the field. It came up very young. Remember that game at Yankee Stadium? He was 19, 20, 21 years old coming up and immediately hit a home run and a double. I mean, the kid was just unbelievable. And, you know, he played on such a great team that was more known for the Kenny Loftons, the Albert Bells, the Jim Tomies. Even Sandy Alomar to an extent, because Sandy was a catcher and always seemed to be in the All Star game. But Manny Ramirez, man, was just a flat out stud. I mean, talk about somebody that this team desperately needs now. He would be, he would be exactly yeah. what this organization needs now—a right fielder <laughs> that could just mash. And uh, yeah, oh, I, I guess during that steroid era, there's questions about everybody from that era. Right. But uh, Manny was, well, Manny was special, and it's been really cool to see. Uh, all the uh, the festivities, not just the the uh, um, ceremony the other night, but I know he was at the golf outing today, and I think the organization's done a great job in bringing some of those guys back and celebrating him, and really making him making him feel like uh, he's an Indian or guardian for life. I think that's pretty cool. I think he mentioned in his press conference that uh, he could suit it up if they really needed him to. So maybe they should have given him a jersey <laughs> and put him out there just just to see. You never know. I mean, he's like fifty years old at this point, but maybe he could have hit a couple. I don't know. He looks, he looks, he looks good. He didn't look bad. And that hair is something else, man. He looks so, the same. He just like doesn't age. I don't know. He, it's it's cool. Maybe maybe it's still the steroids doing their thing. I don't know. It's reckless speculation by me, but <laughs> hey, man. Paul Hoynes, Paul Hoynes is still around, so it'll be just like old times. That's true. Exactly. He's Matt Derry. Does a tremendous job talking about the Guardians on the Derry Bros Guardians cast. Also, a, a, one of our fellow hosts. Here at 92 Through the Fan. Matt, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Love when we get a chance to talk. You have yourself a good rest of the night. We'll uh, we'll catch up again soon, all right? All right, Spence. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Great stuff from Matt Derry, as always. I love getting him in here. He brings some interesting perspective. I'm going to ask you guys the same question I asked Matt. You worried at all that the lingering effects of the trade deadline moves and all that came with it in the aftermath where there was some tension, it seems, between the front office and, and the players now – you worried at all about that lingering in the next year and, and this thing kind of spiraling? 216-474-992. We'll talk about it next. We have the fan focus coming up at 10. We moved that off the usual 9 o'clock time. But it's a loaded show. Still plenty of stuff to get to here on 92 to the fan. Spencer in for JP.